TMS is brought to you daily by the support of our patrons at patreon.com slash TMS, like Scott Zimmer, Bruce Sutherland, and Chase Walters. Coming up on TMS, if you're married, cut it in half. Simply drawing Santa Claus all the time. All for one and none for all. Please mind the kid's gap. Looking at John's ham. Zoe's soft core calendar. Still require that teat. At the law office of Strawberry Lemon and White. Backwards address bullshit. Calendar etiquette. Napoleon, give me some of your frites. Charcuterie board. What is athlete? Ikea nightly. Going postal with Bobby and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. All we need to do is find the tooth of a baby crocodile, the blood of a pigeon, and the pubes of a virgin. And then we just have to burn them all before sunset. What's the world coming to is all I'm saying. The Morning Stream. Don't eat that. It's Pluto. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to TMS. It is the morning stream for December 11th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson with Brian Ibbett. It's 12, 11, 23. 12 plus 11 equals 23, Scott. What? No one told me this before the show? I just, it just dawned on me as I was looking at the date to see if there are any like palindromes or anything. I love (laughs) stuff like that. (laughs) I know you do. I like this one even more because it's like a, it's kind of a cool math thing you don't think of right away. It's not an obvious pattern, right? You have to to put your head to it. And. And you Europeans, it works for you too. Yeah, it does work for you guys. Yeah. Either way, Sometimes whatever you way you get you those do it. things that don't, you know, don't work for both of us now. No, it's it's uh, it works for both. Works for That's both how, of us. This is, by the way, the way you know that Bo Schwartz handles the dating or putting the date information on my docs when I do core <laughs> is that he does uh, that backwards address bullshit that yeah, the Canadians yeah. do. So thanks, day, Canada. Day, month, year. Yeah, yeah, they love that up there. So it's fine, and I understand why you guys think it's better. I think you might even be right. But we're stubborn a-holes down here, all right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's hard for us to change. If I could, I would change us to, uh, it's not the same thing, but I would change us to metric tomorrow if if I could. I think one sure. generation could struggle with it, and then after that, we'd all be good and in the clear. Why we don't do it, I don't know. But I'm here and ready. Brian's ready. We're ready for me- I'm ready. metric. We're ready. Yeah. yeah. I'll do Celsius. I don't give a shit about Fahrenheit. I really don't. <laughs> I think I'm I'm more ready for metric than I am for for uh, daylight savings time to just be straight across the board because I think about that like, oh man, it would be so great to get rid of it. Yeah. And then uh, I'm out in the car and it's three o'clock and the sun is already starting to get close to the mountains and start to go down. And I think, mm. would I be okay with this being two o'clock and having to be like this, like dark at four uh, in the middle of November and December, like uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe well, this is not what we want. Don't we? Uh, we just have to flip to the other one, right? And yeah, that's then, the one we stay with, right? Is that the one we stay with? I well, think that's the one that I would want to stay with for the same reasons you're describing. I want longer day hours, uh, or 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 sorry, it wouldn't later change. Sunsets. It wouldn't change how many hours, but it would. Um, it just means that our mornings would be darker right so like it would be nine o'clock or eight eight o'clock and it'd still be dark outside or something this is probably why it'll never change right because people don't like that and they don't like the other either they want to have i think so i think that's that's the whole i mean that's why it's uh it's so hard to adopt that shift or or get rid of that shift and they do it in arizona but arizona you, you guys don't have climate reasons why you would this messes you up. Like you don't have cold yeah, winters. And they're used to it. I think they're used to it. I, I, that would be a good question for, uh, 
for Tanner sometime or any of our Arizonans, yeah. uh, Nicole being a former Arizonan, yeah. did it get weird? Did it, did it really suck in the winter months when, uh, when either it was super dark late in the morning or it was super dark early in the afternoon? I don't know which, uh, yeah. uh, which one they were on. But, yeah. Was it yeah. a problem? Because right now they're us, they're, they're mountain. Um, cause we had to switch around core for John. John's in Arizona. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, so he'd be another person to ask. Yeah, yeah. I'd be curious. So he used to start the show at five. He now starts it, or no, he used to start it at four his time. And when our time changed, it was like, well, I can't start it at three. Sure. So, so I bumped up to before. You, you, yeah, you and yeah. Bo had to adjust. Yeah. yeah, which is sucky for us, but also for them because they they have to tell everyone that they have the time that never changes. So you have to work around me. It's all it's all Jack. We either have yeah. to do this yeah. together or don't do it at all. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Whole country yeah. at once. All or, for one or world. Or- all for none. That's right. Like that. All for one. All for none. Wait, that doesn't work. All for <laughs> all for all for one, all for one and, or none for all. Something there. like that. There's a Nailed there's it. something. That's it right there. Yeah. Anyway, we hope you had a good weekend. Uh, ours was busy, mostly with little kids, but uh, there was a, a bunch of stuff going on. And after the kids got picked up yesterday, Kim and I decided it used to be a thing we'd do all the time when our kids were little. We'd go to the mall a lot. We loved the mall. Sure. All right. Sure. Pull out the stroller, yeah. take a kid with you, uh, roll around in there, especially during the holidays. Uh, spend too much time in software, etc. cetera. Uh, Kim would go to Crate and Barrel and spend way too much time in there, this sort of stuff. And so we thought we'd go That's relive right. a little bit of that. You go to New York Express. I'm going to go hang out in Babbage's. Exactly. That's where I wanted to be. That's where my heart was. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, she can spend time in Sephora all she wants. But yes, let me exactly. please go to the cool stores. But anyway, we would go. Yeah. We would. We decided to go there, and we went in there, and we got a, a steak and cheese thing at the at the food court. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. From Great Steak, which I oh, know. the Great Steak Escape. Yeah, is like that those. it? Yeah, those are good. Yeah. So we had that. Uh, boy, those prices have gone up. Anyway. Yeah. Did you get uh, Wizwit? Uh, no, <laughs> I got. Uh, what did we get? We got some. We got a big one, and then cut it in half. Oh yeah, which is the way to do it if you're married. Um, You eat eat less, (laughs) and you're going to share it anyway. So do that exactly. Might as well. Yeah, Yeah. skip the fries because those are no good for me anymore. Um, And we just you know chilled. Anyway, it was a lot of fun. It was a mall that we used to go to all the time when we first got married. So this is a little bit of nostalgia, Christmas shit everywhere, all that kind of stuff. But I have to say this about a couple of stores. Uh, There's there's a couple of chain stores like the gap and the gap kids. And then there's this other one. And I forgot the name of it. I think it starts with an F, but it's like the gap, but it's big and white and open. And there's like a version for kids and a big version for adults. Mm, okay. They may All even right. be owned by the gap people. I don't even know. Um, mm-hmm. who, who, or I think they also own, uh, what's that other one? Oh, I forgot the other one. It was big in the nineties. Anyway, hmm. they, uh, they have this Lego store in there next to the kids gap. And the Lego store has a line that is three lines or three loops deep. Waiting, oh, God. Waiting to get in there. Waiting right? to get into the Lego store. To the Lego store. And there's a guy out front holding the sign saying, uh, we're at capacity. Please stand by. So he doesn't have to keep repeating it. He just wow. stands there holding it. And then they slowly, someone will trickle out. They trickle somebody in. And the store is packed. So it's whatever the fire marshal limit is, that's what they're sure, at. Sure, Max capacity. And then that, right next that. to them, there's yeah. a kid's gap. A uh, gap kids, I guess sure. is how you say it. And <laughs> The kid's gap. And there's... Watch out! <laughs> the kid's gap. Watch the kid's gap. Um, and there's 
hardly, I think maybe one person in there at the, mm-hmm. at the sale rack. Other than that, it's empty, but it is a gigantic <laughs> space. So much more square footage uh. in the kids gap. And the Lego store is this tiny little thing that can only hold 60 people at a time. Swap. Yeah. Just swap. Go <laughs> come together. Wait, have a meeting just, of the uh, minds and just switch places. Sure. Just say, uh, take the weekend, move all your Lego stuff into the Kids Gap store, move all your Kids Gap stuff into the Lego space. Yeah. Um, we'll figure out contracts and, and uh, rent later. Just uh, the yeah. signage, we'll we'll figure that all out. I'm sure it's as easy <laughs> as that, Brian. It's just a quick weekend. Just as easy as that. Yes. And you're done. But I just kept thinking, man, you shouldn't have to do this three-stack line. While yeah, these guys aren't yeah. having anything going on, and I and also well that that line also might be to help out the store clerks in the Lego store. Like I imagine, I know there's probably a capacity issue, fire marshal capacity issue, of course, as well. But right, that you know, you get all those people uh, in line wanting to buy their Atari twenty six hundred uh, last ones before they're sold out of them forever yeah. uh, for four hundred bucks or whatever. <laughs> oh, that that Stark Tower for five hundred. Yeah, uh, great, but. I always think about, oh, the build would be so much fun, but I don't want to keep it when I'm done. I want to just build it, but I don't want to keep it. You don't want to have that hanging around, eh? You don't want to put that in your collection? I, I don't want to have to ma- uh, maintain it and dust it and like have to build a shelf for it. Like yeah. Shelf space in this in this basement is at a premium. Yeah, that's right. I'm even trying to figure out if there's a way to hang the helicarrier so it can be suspended from the ceiling rather than take up a shelf. That's a good idea. I'd do that with yeah. like a Millennium Falcon or something too. You'd want to hang it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's too big. Yeah. That's not bad. And you got that cutaway ceiling stuff, the whatever you call it. I do. Away. I have the uh, the drop ceiling, the acoustic acoustical tile. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You should do that. Um, yeah. But anyway, I'm just saying, get Kids Gap either, either improve your marketing and sell some stuff or quit hogging all the space. All right? Because there's nobody in there. I don't know what's going on. The holidays are upon us. People are packed in this mall. This mall is packed with human beings. And yeah. every store is busy. Even the stupid mattress stores and all the freaking... Uh, 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 um, uh, there's a massage salon and a weird Asian oh. imports place. They're all killing they, it. Yeah. Except yeah. Gap. Gap's got nobody in it. For whatever reason, nobody wants to buy anything for the for the babies. Won't somebody please think of the babies? Even the Gap. main Gap, the, the adult Gap, had less people than I thought should be in there for a holiday time. It's just weird. I don't know. Maybe the gap has finally, you know, fallen out of favor. I don't know what's going on there. But it was fun. I like the mall. I like it a lot. I like mall food. I like hanging around a mall. Uh, I I realize it's a a bit of a relic in the world, or at least it's considered that. But man, let me tell you, mid-80s through the 90s, that was your jam. That's where you went. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I would stay. That's where I would go at 530 in the morning for my PlayStation to come out. (laughs) And wait, and wait, so you can be the first to to get it. Yeah. Um, you do you have a second and Charles out there? The store called Second and Charles. I don't know. Let's see. We may, have, we may have talked about this before, but um, Second and Charles. Second two N D and Charles dot com. Let me see locations and see if you guys have one. Yeah, I'd be curious. Um, states. Oh yeah, there's some in Utah. Is there? Uh, in the in Orem. Okay, well, oh, okay. further from you. Not too far though. I could do that. Not too far. Uh, 140 East University Parkway. Oh, this is a store by my mom. That oh really? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a store that is like everything we like, and by we I mean you, me, and everybody in this this inner circle, yeah. all in one store. Um, video games, music, toys, books, uh, little models, statues. Uh, 
DVDs if you're into that sort of thing, Blu-rays if you, if you, if you want those, Funko Pops, like all that stuff. Um, they got vinyl. Woo! Vinyl too, yeah. And, and fairly decent prices on vinyl. Uh, not too bad. Oh, yeah, musical instruments. Um, they buy all your old crap. I took a big box of stuff over there. I got 55 bucks in uh, <laughs> store cash to use there. Yeah. But uh, wow, these some of these are expensive. Like su- the Sucker Punch vinyl goes for 100 and, 161 bucks. Yeah, tell that to Dunaway. I the, bet uh, I bet he's already got it. He probably, probably. does. I got they got yeah. the craft. Remember the the movie with all the girls that were witches or whatever from the oh, 90s? Yeah. That's yeah. 199.95 for that. Damn. See, and that's that's brand like you know that's the re uh, the reissues. You go there, you can also get like used or the original albums that aren't on the 180 gram uh, uh, vinyl. Yeah, uh, Claire oh, yeah. is yelling. Is it secondhand, Ibit? Yes, it's secondhand. Yeah, like that's a lot where of the it second is secondhand. From, like right? I'm saying, they buy your old shit so that you they can sell it to new people. Yeah, it's second. Did but, it start out on the street? Is, is that why it's named Second and Charles? Is because it was a street mick or like a crossroad? No. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a play on secondhand. Like, uh, like, like it's um, you're getting stuff. Some of it is secondhand, but some of the stuff is brand new. They have adult puzzles, um, but they're not what you think they are. They're just... <laughs> I know. It just means they aren't like uh, 16 pieces, easy to grab, <laughs> pictures of Bluey. More yeah. than a, 10 pieces, that sort of thing. That's right. But uh, uh, that place is great. And and if you get a chance, make the trip up to Orem. Visit your mom and then go visit Second and We're Charles. actually going and up there what? Friday night. I'll go home and check it out. There you go. And maybe take some of your stuff. Like, take a box of stuff that you want to sell and see what they'll give you for it. It does look like they'll take just about any of this stuff. Like They will, yeah. Yeah, I took a bunch of uh, Funko Pops that I still had in the box from the old uh, Marvel Collector Core um, uh, monthly shipment crates and, and a couple other things that I probably got from a loot crate. It's like, yeah, I don't need this. Wow. You know what? They got blue. They'll give you money for these for the not blu-rays but your dvd oh, blu-rays too but yeah, dvds Blu-rays man. too yeah. yes oh yeah it's some box sets i took they got yeah. they got eight, uh, hd dvds <laughs> do they really yeah. oh my god do they sell a thing that that'll uh, they'll play on uh, that's a good question probably not those are harder yeah. harder to get but uh all right you've convinced uh, shane, me shane shane confirms that uh, the name is a mix of second from the term second hand and charles Anderson anderson charles anderson mm. mr anderson which is the uh, founder's father oh oh you named it after his dad that's cool after his dad it's real nice oh it sounds like an address you're like hey meet me over on it second totally and Charles. Does. yeah yeah i think it's supposed to yeah okay it's good i like it i'm gonna go check it out and i can buy ticket to paradise for 34.96 on dvd what the that. oh I gotcha not the uh, not the uh, Eddie Money album no, it's the <laughs> I guess that's two tickets to paradise George Clooney and uh, Julia Roberts thing that it's not even that old uh, oh can, right thing from a couple years ago or last year yeah, yeah. I can get uh, Lethal Weapon the complete second season for uh, mm. thirty nine ninety eight or the Passion of the Christ for nineteen ninety five I'll tell you that Lethal Weapon series yeah wasn't wasn't bad no it was, it was actually good i liked it it was actually pretty good the the dude apparently was a real dick the uh the the rigs the actor who played rigs apparently was a real problem but yeah. uh yeah. wayans was great the problem you got is you got your your network tv and they don't let things breathe so mm. you know good shows right. just don't like hannibal hannibal was amazing 
Mm-hmm. NBC gave yeah. it what three seasons and then pooped out. Yeah. Bastards. Well, anyway, go to the mall. Everybody is what I'm saying. It's a good time. Uh, it's it's fun. It's just a fun, and in the holidays is the perfect time for it because it's just shit everywhere. Uh, yeah. Sunday's not going to be their busy, busiest day. Don't go. I wouldn't go on a Saturday. That'd be a nightmare. It just sounds awful. Oh God, yeah. But, but where Sunday's else? Not bad. Where else are you going to get a Sabaro and an Orange Julius? Right. Come on. Where exactly. Else? I sat and ate that steak thing between those two places you just mentioned. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Excellent. You know, you know your malls. You know what's up. I know my malls. Yeah, they're around the corner from the Claire's Boutique yep. and the Bath and Body Works. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. They also had one of those. Uh, um, what's the ones where they give you the the beef rolls and the cheese collections? And oh, stuff? Uh, not Pepperidge Farms. Uh, something Farms, something though, right? Farms. It's, uh, it is Farms. Yes. Oh uh, shit. Hickory Farms. Hickory Farms. There we go. I saw the one Salvation Farmy. Yep. <laughs> And then the you know the occasional kiosk that for some reason is just loaded with calendars, it's just weird, man. Oh yeah, go. That's that's actually where I got uh, I got a calendar because so here at my desk yeah. I need calendars of a particular size because I, I realized I have a need. I need a calendar with big spaces that I can write on. Yeah, big big days. Um, these are things I don't like doing digitally. To-do lists and calendars I don't like doing digitally. I want I want physical, tangible stuff. Oh, nice. And um, so I care less about what's on the what the theme of the calendar is. I care more about like what the what the the thing is. So I've got this. You know, this is my December calendar, mm. and I've got it mounted on a piece of lucite with three magnets on the top, so that I can stick it to a little magnet strip. A metal strip on my wall, and I can pull it off the wall. It's on a, it's on that hard plastic, so I can just write something really quickly and put it back. You are a calendar it's, nerd. I love this. I'm a calendar nerd, and this is the bacon calendar, the, your bacon me crazy 2023 wall calendar. Um, Calm down, Zoe. Calm down. We're not sending you one. Right. Calm down. I should send her. I should send her all my former days, like all the former months. <laughs> this time, it is the um, album covers and and musicians redone with cut paper. So here is the uh, Fleetwood Mac rumors. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah, these I'm I'm probably gonna keep. Yeah, why well, you gotta hang them. on to those? Those are great. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll hang. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll make a frame, 3D print a frame that has all of them in there, and I can just rotate out which ones. Um, so they're all that style. Uh, what other what other day? What other? Style. They have David Bowie, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Queen. That's amazing. Um, I want that yeah. myself. It's really, it's really cool. So yeah, that calendar kiosk, I go there every year for that specific thing. Huh. And they carry it every time, eh? Well, right. they carry a calendar that has big enough. I, all, I, all I really oh, care I about primarily, yeah. I, I only ever look at the, the calendar part of them because I, as soon as I get them, I cut them in half and I have all the days in a, in a drawer behind me and I just pull out the day. You got a system. Nothing wrong with that. Everybody should have I know a what I need. Yeah. I know what I need. I like I also like calendar non-digital although it's a lot easier to remind people about things if you can share it around, but I like working on I like if somebody says, "Hey, we need that day marked off." I really like writing that down. Mm-hmm. If it's a to-do though, yeah. I'm very yeah. I'm very digital with to-dos. I don't know if that's good or bad, but Are I, you what yeah. do you use? Use things? I do use, you use I use things. I've been using things for yeah. ever. Yeah, things are things is good. At least a decade or more. I love that thing. Or I love things. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know it's a it's a great app. That's that's the app that I start uh, well was using, and then I stopped because it was a lot easier for me just to uh, write it down on this sheet right here on my desk. Nothing wrong with that. They, I remember though at the time when I got it, 
everybody was like, oh, it's so expensive, though, because it's like 49 bucks mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember thinking, yeah, that is kind of expensive. But you know what? They've never <laughs> charged me for an update. They've never, yeah. I've never had to pay for a thing since. Right. They've had upgrades come out, and it's like, here's another free upgrade. It's a new, you know, milestone version. But uh, yeah, they've never said, hey, another, another 50 bucks up or 25 if you already own it or any of that stuff. I just have the license. I have it. I've had it for, mm-hmm. it feels like more than 10 years, probably 15 years right. or something. And they just yeah. keep up updating it, improving it. And I have it across my devices, and they never ask for update money on those. Oh, I love I those miss, guys. I miss applications and tools that you would just buy, right? And not have to basically rent. Yeah. Adobe, Freaking Creative Cloud, Creative Cloud, CC bullshit. Exactly. Well, I'm off that teat now. I know you are. For good or for ill, I'm off that teat. I still, I still need. There are many things that I use. That uh, require that teat, yeah. <laughs> primarily with specific clients that uh, that need that teat. Yeah, they, of, they all pay for it, so I'm all right with. Yeah, it, as with long it. as you, you got, if you have revenue coming through on it, you're good. That, that teat's all right with me. Yeah, <laughs> they're that, paying for that the teat. teat is they pony up for the teat, <laughs> bought and paid for. Uh, one more quick thing. Um, yeah, uh, I finally cracked open Fargo season five, yeah. and uh, this is going to be my Ooh. kind of thing. I'm going to watch through the ho- the rest of the holiday time because that's just sure. I don't know for what it, I even associate Fargo the show and even the movie as kind of a Christmas time thing to watch. For sure, the movie, yeah, yeah. and I and it totally makes sense that that kind of carries through on the series as well. Yeah, and I love it. Uh, so I was very excited, but I've been letting them stack up because I wanted to have a bunch to sure. binge. Finally, cracked it yesterday. Already in love with it. Already great. Uh, already all the things I like about Noah Hawley's take on all things Fargo. And everybody's it, great, dude. Freaking. Is it weird seeing Juno Temple uh, with an American accent? Not at all, because she sold me at minute one. She sold me. Okay, good. She did good. like, she did like, what's his name from uh, the British office, uh, Tim from... Uh, Season one. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Name. Oh, right. Of course. He, right. He did drop it. Yeah. Uh, uh, can't think of his name. Why can't I think of his name? He's in the uh, MCU. We all know him. He's uh, yes. Arthur Dent from the freaking Hitch- Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah. Anyway, that guy. You're talking, you're talking about uh, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. About. Jeez Louises. Yeah. Uh, before Claire Gack said it, just, just to. Sure. We got to give her credit when it's, when it's due. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> No, we don't. But uh, his, <laughs> his season one portrayal was amazing also and also dropped his accent. And I thought he was amazing and he meanly sold me. She did the same and she's great. Everybody's cool. great so far. Uh, you only get a glimpse of John Hamm's business in, se- in episode one. So I'm excited Fine. to keep going there. Uh, the two hit men sent from the Kansas City people. Perfectly cast. Everything's really? great so far. Can't say enough. Can't wait to keep going. Oh my gosh! Tell I love me, Fargo. Uh, tell me, Dave Foley plays a bad guy. Oh my gosh, Dave Foley! He plays a family lawyer, okay, with an eye patch for the family, and he and he dons a very Minnesota Fargo accent, like, okay, uh, North right. Dakota accent. He plays the family lawyer advisor for this billionaire lady, who is the mother of Juno Temple's husband in the show. Okay, it's a lo- it's a kind of a complicated arrangement. Yeah. Um, he's oh my gosh, he's perfect. He's perfect. Really? Okay, cool. Perfectly cool, cool. cast. You do not get distracted by him. You do not go. Oh look, everyone, it's kids in the hall. Dave Foley. It's like yeah, perfect for him. He's weaselly and also lame at the same time, and kind of amazing. Oh shit, this is my jam. Nice. 
I love this stuff so much. Are you? Do you have a series right now where you feel this way, where you're like, oh, I can't wait to get in there? And Um, I mean, Fargo's the one I'm waiting to get get into, and we might we might, you know, rip uh, that package open early and not wait until January when all the episodes are out. Yeah. Um, we just finished. Well, I just finished uh, Good Omens season two, and and it took me going back to figure out what Carter was talking about because. I watched Good Omen season one back in 2019, and mm-hmm. I remembered, I remembered your your uh, tenant. I remember your Sheen. I remember Ham, and I didn't remember anybody else like the characters that they played. I sure. remember you know rough idea of the story, right? And so it was like going back and refreshing my memory on season one. Like, oh yeah, all the actor, all these other actors changed uh, roles around mm-hmm. and, and uh, uh, playing different people, but. Um, Good Omens uh, season two. Guess what you also see in there? Mm. Uh, John Ham's naked butt. Ah, good. He seems to yeah. be in the mood lately to let everybody see he it. He does. Listen, yeah. if I looked like John Ham, I'd show my butt every chance I could get. Yeah, I like I like uh, looking at John's ham. If you know what I'm saying, John's ham. Yeah. Uh, I also caught up on the three. Yes, count them three. Doctor Who Christmas episodes, mm. and uh, I think the middle one was fantastic i think the other two were good but i do like the introduction of the uh the new doctor i like oh, how they brought him in nice so, controversial no spoilers everybody. claire i'm not uh not saying anymore the kid from sex education right sex, that guy exactly yeah sex education i like he, that guy he's funny i was wondering how over the top he was gonna play it and uh i really like his his delivery it is not what i was expecting so mm. A lot of a holes uh, talking really. about that stuff this morning. Uh, they don't like that there's a black man in the role of. Oh, that. whatever. You know, those people probably don't even watch Doctor Who. Yeah, they probably all... complained when there was a, a female doctor. Yep. And didn't watch uh, that either. Probably had no. And they didn't watch in. that either, and they're like, you know, it's a. <laughs> I can't believe Doctor Who's going woke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there's just sort of a. Uh, it's just engagement farming. That's where we're at now. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I can't oh. take anyone serious anymore. Everyone's oh, full I of shit. Either. We're exactly. all full of shit, but uh, that's good. I uh, I still haven't really watched much Doctor Who in the recent years, but I'm glad to hear yeah. it uh, landed well on you. Yeah, you can those you can watch. They're standalone stories. You can watch those and, and enjoy them, I think. Okay. Um, especially, God, 2 was actually pretty freaking scary at times it's it's weird it's really, really? weird Ooh, it's scary okay I mean, um I like the, scary uh, the third one brings in uh neil patrick harris yeah and uh and, um uh, doctor uh, uh, uh um. <laughs> is the he's an enemy he's a character called the toy maker oh fun again again not a not a spoiler oh look at claire is like already oh believe me believe me zoe i was <laughs> It was all over that music montage. No uh, no doubt about it. I'm not going to say what it is, but it's it was fantastic. So, all right. F- positive reviews for Fargo. Positive reviews for Doctor Who. Yeah. L- you got all you need, everyone. Got all you need. So, I think the next thing we're probably, we caught up on, we've been, it has been playing catch up on, on new seasons of things. We finished Dark Winds, which yeah. was excellent. Yeah, loved it. We finished um, Physical, the Roseburn as a uh, workout queen. Oh, the eighties one or set in the eighties. The eighties one. Yeah. So, yeah. Set in the eighties. Um, we finished, uh, there was one more on the morning show season, newest season, whatever. Um, oh, I didn't even mention it. 
this weekend we went and saw Napoleon. Oh, you saw the, the uh, you saw Napoleon, did saw, you? Saw Napoleon theaters, the Ridley Scott business with uh, uh, with what's his face, uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix yeah. as uh, the the tall Joaquin Phoenix as the little the little emperor. <laughs> How'd you feel about them attacking the uh, pyramids when that never actually happened? Did that bother you? Yeah, you know, I because I was like. Wait a minute. Was it the pyramids? I thought that the rumor was that he shot the nose off the Sphinx. I yeah. thought that's what that was. And even but, then, uh, I think that was all apocryphal. That's, uh, I don't think any of that was historically accurate. Right. But. Exactly. It was. Uh, but um, really, really enjoyed the film. You did. Uh, Good. What's her face? Uh, Vanessa Carlton. Yeah. Do 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 do. Vanessa, whatever her last name is, who played. Um, Margaret in the first season of The Crown with uh, Claire Foy. Oh, I like her a lot. Yeah, she plays Josephine. Okay. And um, God, it's excellent. That's yeah, it, it was that, really, really good. The, okay. The, All right. Vanessa Kirby, that's it. Thank you for your Rangers. Yeah. I like her a lot. She's great. She is great. Yeah, she is so compelling to look at, too. It's another freaking show I need to catch up on. I, I, I watched yeah. the first two seasons of The Crown and then just lost track and... I've heard it's excellent all the way through, and it just finished. So I probably ought to get in there and get that done. Yeah, but they did. Yeah, changing history. The whole thing did uh, did kind of bother me a little bit. Especially there was no mention of that time that he spent um, in uh, San Dimas um, at the water park and in the shopping mall. Like mm. they took all that stuff out. Oh Didn't man, that's that. important historical context. It really is. Remember when he ate that big ice cream thing, you know, yeah. the biggie piggy and, uh, yeah, no mention of that in Jeez. the Ridley Scott film. Jeez, Ridley Scott. Look, I understand playing a little fast and loose with the facts, but come on. Right. Exactly. All right. Let's get Dunaway in here and make a mess of things right now. <laughs> Please Here's do. this right here. Hey, look who it is. Brian Dunaway joining us all the way from South Carolina, as he does every Monday to play a little bit of the old uh, half-asses. Good morning, Brian. How are you? Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. Hi. How are you, man? What Happy are you Monday. Yeah. Doing okay. The weather's pretty decent, and uh, so I'm feeling all right. That's so nice. Uh, yeah, let's try, to, let's try to do another week yeah. of uh, living. Let's Sounds do it. Good. Some news, a new week of living. Or a new week of dying. Yeah. That's the old phrase we remember. Get busy from living this new week. Get busy living. <laughs> yep. That's right. <laughs> don't forget. Uh, hey, Brian, uh, there. why don't you explain to us nope. today uh, what's at stake, who might win what, and how this works. Ooh, oh, okay. Uh, welcome to the Morning Half-Ass. This is a trivia game where I'm going to be giving the two of you the answers. I'm going to give Scott and Brian a category and six possible answers. Three of them are correct, and three of them are like that scene in Napoleon where uh, where Napoleon shoots the uh, pyramids of Giza. Uh, totally bullshit. Um, if you, uh, you can provide, depending on how confident you feel the category, can provide one, two, or three guesses. If you get any guesses wrong, you get zero points for that round. Get one right gets you a point. Two right gets you three points. Three right gets you five points. And the player with the most points after three rounds wins the prize for their contestant. And contestants will be pulled from members of the tadpool that aren't able to listen live. Scott, you are playing for Ian Toothman in Magnolia, Delaware. Toothman. Toothman. Right. Wouldn't it be great if he was a dentist? Would that yeah. be perfect? At night, it did, during the day, fill, does fillings and just you know checkups and stuff. But at That's night, right. he becomes yeah. Toothman. He's, exactly. He's, Burglars That's prepared to get flossed. <laughs> I'm into it. I like it. Uh, and then, uh, Brian, you're going to be playing for Hello Kitty Pez. That's the name in oh, New Orleans, Louisiana. That's awesome. That's great. Hello Kitty Pez. 
I love it. Look, if you're, gonna get a, if you're going to get a is Pez. Is it one of those giant Pezzes or is it just normal size Pez? Oh, I don't know. How do you, where do you even get the big Ooh. ones anymore? I think those are kind of gone. Can't buy big I ones. Bet you I bet you get them one today. Oh, second and <laughs> Charles. Did you really saw the giant size Pez today? Today? Well, you're not talking well, about the I was massive looking. one, like the regular full size one. Is that, is that what you mean? Or like the oh, big well, jumbo one, like the oversized one? The one that, okay, so we've got to define. Not human size, but yeah. larger than standard. How's that? Okay. Like, like. This size, double, like double size, like a double XL oh, okay. Pez. Okay, gotcha. so that okay. one's like yeah. normal, right, Brian? That's a normal. This is Pez a normal. Pez. This is a normal Boba Fett Pez. Okay, so it's like a Boba GI Fett. Joe doll, Boba like Fett. twelve yeah. twelve inch Pez dispenser. I don't think you can get those anymore. I think those oh, are like all twelve inches. All twelve <laughs> inches, baby. All right. Well, this sounds great. Let's play for these fine people. And, sounds uh, good. Uh, by the way, uh, we'll talk about the prizes that they're going to win at the end because you know they're not here to get excited and salivate about them. That's true. Um, all right, <clears throat> your first question: uh, sports, the world of sports. Sweet. Let's just get this. Let's rip this bandaid off. And get Only this sports I know are the ones that Goofy taught me. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. What about what is- Dorf? Did you learn about sports from Dorf as well? Only golf. No, Dorf on golf. You can't do that. You'll hurt your knees. <laughs> That's totally true. Yeah. By the way, it came up earlier. Do you have the uh, Sucker Punch soundtrack on vinyl? <laughs> on vinyl, no. no. On CD, yes. Oh, okay. We know where you can get it. Yeah, good news. They have it at Second and Charles, wherever <laughs> wherever your closest Charles. location Second is. Second and Charles. Yeah. All right. Sports and religion. Let's combine those two into one question. Um, which of these athletes are ordained as ministers? All right. So <laughs> which, of, is, these, which is, of these athletes could what, marry you if okay. you needed them to? Right. Uh, your what choices are. <laughs> All right. What is athlete? What is athlete? <laughs> like, you know, like professional sportsman. Like that. Sorry, do you want oh, me to add an extra syllable and okay. say athlete? Athlete. Because there's no Ath- extra vowel athlete. in the middle of the, between <laughs> the athlete. TH and the L. I'm just going to tell athlete, you that right Athlete. Now. Athletes. Athletes. Athlete. Foot. Athlete. Yeah. Sure. Uh, your choices are Randy Moss, Daryl Strawberry, Willie Mays, Clyde Drexler, Meadowlark Lemon, and Reggie White. Which of these are? Meadowlark oh, Lemon. I've always just like saying that. Meadowlark yeah. Lemon. It's such yeah. a, such a, how the hell does anyone know this? Unless they married you. Wow. This is this is totally uh, this is your this is your throwaway question to just see if you can randomly get some points. Right, really, I'm taking two. I don't feel good about right, three. Scott's got two. Yeah. I'm taking one. one because there's only there's only one on this list that. Yeah, there's only one that I've actually ever seen play. So there we go. That's, <laughs> the, that's my. All right. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Well. Uh, the only one that you guys, uh, as a combo, as a team, got right is Meadowlark Lemon. Our two fruits, Daryl Strawberry and Meadowlark Lemon, oh, both are crap. ordained as ministers. And then Reggie White uh, is uh, is also oh, wow. our only so color. Strawberry, lemon, white. Oh, that's, that's right. interesting. Strawberry, lemon, and white. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Like your three paint styles you can get at the local yeah. Lowe's. Mm. It sounds like yeah. just uh, mm. like like a dollar store version of the ice cream that's supposed to be chocolate, strawberry, and vanilla, but this one comes with these flavors. <laughs> that's right, exactly. Yeah, I like that. All right, well, neither yeah, of us right. gained anything on that one. That's, that's all right. Let's get that out of the way. Uh, how about one that that uh, you know that I can verify uh, because I was there this last weekend? IKEA products. Which are these? Which of these are names of actual IKEA products? Uh, oh, Skanka, Kerbis. Billy, Flunnel, Boomerang, and Falsknam. 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 Oh, my Lord. Oh, and you give me trouble about at, because I didn't go athlete. 
You're going to give me yeah, whatever. <laughs> yes, I'm going to give you, because this is a Swedish word. Athlete's an English word, and you live in America. That's right. And what, 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 where did you say it was? What was it again? Which, Which one? Word? Do you want the words again? You want at, all these words? Falsknam. Falsknam. Hey, Dunaway, do you, what's, where, what's your heritage? Do you know? Like, who, who, who yeah. came here and from what country? Do you know that stuff? Like, you French Cajun? I'm American. You? Well, I know, you are now, uh, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm, according to my mom who went and did that 23andMe, I'm mostly British. British. But my dad, I know, has got a lot of, Irish and Irish. also okay, but don't Irish, we all? British. All right, <laughs> so you're closer to Ibit on hit on that end then, because I think Brian, yeah. you got a lot of British here. There's right? there's a lot of British there's well, a lot yeah. of there's a lot of Scotch Irish people in this area. Also Native American. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right now. I got Native American in me. Yeah, I've got. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, uh, so mine's all. Is, the reason I ask is mine's all Swedish, pretty much on both sides, and um. No, you'd think I'd know balls. more about this shit, and I don't. I know nothing about any of this, so I feel like I'm unfair to my hair, or not unfair. I have not, I have not honored my heritage by learning more about IKEA names than I know. Right. All right, hurry and choose yours. There you go. You there did. we go. Now he's locked in. Okay, good. Yeah, I was hoping you'd do that before you saw what uh, Henrik Swenson said in the chat room because that's a really funny oh. joke. Well, I don't somebody. have the chat room pulled up. Oh, good. So well, I good. See it even if okay. I did. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, your answers are well. There's a uh, Billy the Bookcase, which you know, if you know your Jonathan Colton ah. IKEA song, then you know Billy the Bookcase says hello. I um, almost did that one. That seems so stupid that it had to be right. Yeah. Yeah. Skanka, which uh, neither of you guessed, is uh, cookware. Damn it. Did it reveal the answers? There we go. Or did it? Nope. There There we go. Now it revealed the answers. Um, Wow. The other one is boomerang. Only. Which I only got it wrong. uh, It's a clothes hanger. (laughs) The boomerang clothes hanger. Yeah. I only. Oh, no. I got Billy. I got Billy. I just chose chose that Falksnam thing. So, what did he say in the chat that it was? Hold on. Falksnam means a fake name. Oh, Swedish. It's false. False name. I'm a terrible. I'm a terrible uh, Swedish heritage person. Yeah. That's awful. That's what you are. I apologize to the All story. right. Well, let's go to something that I think you guys should know about, which is uh, movies, especially movies that feature Sean Connery. Ooh, uh, we watched Sean quite Connery. a few on FilmSack. Um, which of these actors appeared in a movie oh, with Sean Connery? Uh, your choices are <laughs> Vincent Price, Roger Moore, Sally Field, Ving Rhames, Jack Nicholson, and Meg Ryan. Three of those people oh, appeared in a film with Sean Connery. Three of them did not. Shit. Oh my gosh, dude. Um, This one seems so stupid. I'm going to go with that one. Are you doing one sure or more? You can do more than one, or what are you going to do there? I'm not telling you that, punk. Uh, I'm doing I'll one. I'll tell you, I do two. I'm doing two. How's that? I'm I'll do two. one because I just. I will I tell know. you that. I I'm like my two. chances better. Okay. Well, you both did pick the same one. And do you know the movie that he was in with Ving Rhames? No. Also featured Wasn't Catherine the, Zeta-Jones. Yeah, yeah where the, her butt's in the air and she's sliding underneath the thing. That's I remember that one. Entrapment? Is that right? <laughs> called, we watched Entrapment. It's called Entrapment. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, he was also in the Presidio with, Presidio with Meg Ryan. Right. Oh. And he was in... Uh, the Princess Dang and it. the Cobbler with Vincent Price. Scott going with one answer. Got yeah, one him Scott. the game one with one point. point. A one point win. Oh, but, man. Uh, I did it for two. I, I just. Yeah. 
What? Yeah. You did I what? just knew Roger Moore. That was so stupid that it had to be something that was true. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of was tempted on that one. And the reason I only went with one, because I just, every time I do two, one of them's going to be wrong. Because these were all hard today. Nobody knows this shit. Well, yeah. I feel like um, Roger Moore and Sean Connery weren't in the same movie. They're obviously, uh, you know, everybody wants to connect them with the James Bond thing. But I feel like Roger Moore was in a movie with... Was it Pierce Brosnan or was it uh, Mars Attacks? Was Roger Moore in Mars Attacks? Oh, no. uh, oh interesting. Maybe. That's it was something that had two two Bond actors together in it, and it wasn't Connery and Moore, but it was Moore and somebody. Interesting. I know. Only, whenever you bring yeah, up Roger Moore and happening. you think of stuff that isn't Bond, all I think about is Roger Moore and Jean-Claude Van Damme in gold. What is that called? The golden... Gold finger, no stupid name. I can't remember the gold something, and and it's uh, the gold gun. That's all I ever think about. Like in my mind, Roger Moore did James Bond, and then that one Van Damme movie. And that's all I can think of. Huh. So I don't know if they've ever worked together. Outside um, well, there of was that. a movie with where um uh, oh uh, TV's Travis says the quest. The Quest, that's it, not Golden that's it. something. Yeah, the that's quest. the gold. That's yeah. the big giant gold thing we made fun of. We yeah, that that's what it was, yeah. though. Did, in that movie, yeah. there was a big golden something they were all trying to get. Well, there was a movie with uh, where Roger Moore plays a Q-like character where he's holding a cat. I'm trying to think if it's if it's Spice World, maybe. And there's also another you would, you would cameo of a, of a Bond in that one. I know, I should know better, right? <laughs> You're the only one, yeah. I think, that would know. Yeah. I don't know. I've never seen Spice World. We got to get that on Film Sack. Yeah, we got to eat it for Film Sack. It's uh, it's it's horror bad, but horror good. Let's make so, it happen. Why not? I'm watching the Beach Blanket Bingo, and Scott's right. watching. Would you Would you agree? What to? did I pick? I forgot. Uh, it was something I, I don't too. like at all. Gidget? Oh, the oh, Meg. No. I freaking hate the Meg. Oh, the Meg. The Meg. Yes. Hated it. I really, truly, genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, hated that movie. I really yeah, yeah. I'm it. taking wow. Beach Blanket Bingo so we can see the Meg people. You're yeah. welcome. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Brian, for that. Uh, so who yeah. won what, Brian? Who, we got winners. Oh, congratulations going out to uh, Ian Toothman. Uh, you're getting a copy of Curse of the Dead Gods and Eternal Threads on Ooh, Steam. But uh, Hello Kitty Pez in New Orleans, you're getting a copy of Honey, I Joined a Cult. Uh, on Steve. Ooh. Also a good game. Ooh, that's also a good one. Yeah, Fun there's no for both of you. No losers here today. Only Congratulations. Losers. That's right. You're a winner. One of you is more of a winner, but both of you got great games, and we love doing this for you guys. So if you're somebody out there who is a non-live person on a Monday, and you want to participate don't, in don't this contest. Don't tell dead people to call in. He's got. <laughs> well, look, it's okay to vote if you're dead. Uh, get, uh, get on the website over there. Uh, frogpants.com slash TMS, and you'll find a link to, uh, to do this. Okay? We want you yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian Dunaway. So if you've been this, unalived. Do it now. Yeah, do it now. Mm-hmm. It's been a blast hanging out with you. Uh, you got any mm-hmm. cool plans this week? You can do anything fun before we see you on Wednesday. Yeah, I've got uh, Alex. I got Alex Kid for my Sega Master System coming today. I'm pretty stoked about that. Can oh, yeah. pop up my Sega Master System again? Yep, we got a whole play retro coming this uh, Friday, dealing all things uh, Alex yep. Kid. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Oh, I do have a. I, I I'm doing uh, laserdisc parties now because on the Discord server uh, because my friend brought me a laserdisc player. Oh, oh, nice. Look at so, you. Thirty minutes into the stream, you have to pause everything and say, "All right, let me no, flip over wrong. the movie." Incorrect. It is <laughs> okay. a Sony uh, oh, flipper. It, it flips. The... Yeah. All right. What if it's on multiple discs? Yeah. Then what? Well, then we'll just deal with that when we have to. If it cheats, man, <laughs> rain on my parade. All right. Well, have fun, no, with, your, have fun with your old ass laser disc, and we'll see you soon. Kiss our butts. All right. There he goes. That was fun. <laughs> 
Guys, we have time for a little bit of news. Yeah. So we're going to bring it to you now. Here we go. I don't want... What? I don't watch the news. It's the news brought to you by... I hear there's a new word on the street with uh, Greg Street and Scott Johnson tomorrow. Scott, tell me, is that true? It is true. And tomorrow we're going to record it live. Uh, it'll be right here at frogpants.tv, uh, either Twitch or the YouTube link. You'll find both those there when you go there. And uh, it'll be at noon Mountain, which is uh, 1 p.m. Central, which is where Greg is. Anyway, we're going to have a couple more staff members from his brand new uh, video game company on. And we're going to talk about prototyping. And the stage that is prototyping for something like an MMO, like they're building. So uh, come and find out. Uh, some of the live folks that will be there, we may take some of your live questions. We'll definitely have some questions before that. But we're all about what it takes to prototype for a game as big as a, as a full-blown MMO. Because that's the stage they're in right now. And uh, they want to talk about it. So check that nice. out tomorrow. You can also check it out on the podcast as well. You can find all the details at frogpants.com slash street today. Okay. Uh, a BBC presenter. These are the British Broadcasting Company presenters. Sure, sure. Uh, or corporate. What are they? Company. Just saw. Just saw four of those presenters uh, celebrating the 40th anniversary of the BBC, or whatever. Whatever they were celebrating. 40? Sure. It's got to be more than that. Oh, it's got to be way uh, more than that, right? Gotta yeah, like- but it was something for uh, the the holiday British Bake Off, and it was. Uh, um, uh, the, uh, the the four presenters competing on that. Oh, fun! Oh, really? Yeah. So they're yeah, they're making the they're baking. They're they're making the food. It's only one episode. It's just they do this every Christmas. They do a celebrity edition, and then they do for New Year's a let's bring four players back that uh, people seem to really like. I don't know why I didn't know that. It sounds like fun. It's totally fun. And they brought back uh, Lottie the Hottie from Ooh. I can't remember what season she was in. Yeah, but you like Lottie the Hottie. I do like Lottie the Hottie. Yeah. <laughs> in her eyes i don't know what she does makeup wise but man she is a master of eye makeup yep. I, and her baking's good but her eye makeup is on point yeah you might call it eye bake up <laughs> i get it yeah you get I'm it i'm just kidding <laughs> i get it i get it all, all right. right anyway bbc anyway. presenter okay yeah yes. check this out has apologized after uh giving viewers the middle finger in a news broadcast so oh no! I'm sure that uh, Zoe knows about this story because it was all over Britain when it happened. But uh, we're just getting to it now. Uh, BBC presenters apologize after that. Uh, Miriam Moshiri, a chief presenter on the BBC News Channel, was seen to make an obscene gesture after a countdown to start of the show or for the start of the show. She quickly released or uh, realized re- she released. <laughs> I've released the problem. Released. Uh, she was live on the air and reverted to normal. This is like what Bush. Remember Bush did this once before a press yeah, conference. Yeah, there's that great video of him like giving the yeah. Given the the finger to the camera, yeah. yeah. I at the time, <laughs> I have to I have to say this. At the time, I thought that made politicians slightly cooler because I had an yeah, attitude a little about bit more that. human, right? Yeah, because I was like, I oh. like, I'm looking at the the photo of uh, uh, of uh, Miriam Mashiri uh, giving the finger, and that's you know, it's it's kind of cute. She, yeah. The face that she's making is even better that goes along with it. It's adorable. Here, Chad, I'll show yeah. you what it looks like, so you can. <laughs> Have this burned into your brain. Oh, let me kill the feud background. There it is. Look at her there. She's like, oh, big old birdie bird. Yeah. I mean, when you got cameras and recording and stuff going on around you, you usually are you, you usually know not to make any sudden moves or pick a nose or do anything stupid. Sure, sure. But something like that. You know, maybe we could all get over the middle finger. 
Yeah. Maybe it's, you know, yeah. it's really, <laughs> it's just a finger. And that finger is visible all the rest of the time, too, people. She also oh, went, spill? yeah, I spilled a little bit of this tea on my face. Who, do, who does that? That's like a lateral spill. I didn't even spill down. I spilt sideways. Like a dumbass. Out. Anyway, uh, she did a 70s bird. That's an important thing to mention. Oh, yes, right. The the closed fist raised as opposed to the the you know the 80s bird where you've got the 80s bird the knuckles bird. the knuckles offering a, a, a protection a vanguard if that's you right. will that's right in front of the finger <laughs> right and if you really pull those knuckles down i mean you can get that Ooh, is a, that's offensive yeah. as hell right there look at that thing yeah that is that is a that is a monster bird right we there. can't allow this but if we're just like <laughs> <laughs> we can't allow this <laughs> we can't have that in today's modern society are you kidding me anyway um she quickly realized she was on the air and reverted to normal. The incident was flagged by the clean feed at the TV room account on Twitter slash X. It wrote, been a while since the middle finger gesture made it on its way to the BBC News. Uh, responding, Mershiri said she had been uh, or it had been having a private joke. My guess is her and the cameraman having a little moment there. Uh-huh. It's fine. They're friends. Yeah, so yeah no big exactly. Deal. Presenter said, uh, hey, I'm so sorry about this. I was having a private joke with the team in the gallery, pretending to count down as the director was counting me down from 10 to 0, including the finger to show the number. When we got to number one, I turned the finger around as a joke and did not realize that would be caught on camera. It was a private joke with the team, and I'm so sorry it went out on it on air. That's fine. You're fine. I think it's fine. And then we, you know, there's so much stuff that would just be... We've There's so many bigger problems in the in the world let's let's get over the word shit let's get over the middle finger let's mm-hmm. you know it's time it's time has come they're, exactly yeah exactly no more getting hung up on stupid stuff people right exactly uh let's see i'll do this one more real quick here uh a lost tomato was found <laughs> aboard the international space station after eight months of, of being we have there. to go back kate <clears throat> we got to go back for the tomato I'll go back for the tomato. Members of the International Space Station crew said astronaut Frank Rubio uh, has now been uh, cleared of allegations he ate one of the first tomatoes harvested in space. He never did. He said he didn't. No one believed him. Cleared of allegations. Yeah. Like hardcore <laughs> allegations. Uh, astronaut Jasmine Mogbelli said during a live stream event uh, celebrating the 25th anniversary of the station that the remains of a tiny tomato had been found months later, eight months to be exact, after being replaced or misplaced by Rubio. Uh, quote, our good friend Frank Rubio, who headed home already, has been blamed for quite a while for eating the tomato, but we can exonerate him now. We found it. Uh, he returned to Earth in September and has been the target of joking accusations for month, months that he ate the space-grown fruit. It's really funny. So, like, all this time, like, they lost the tomato and they just blamed this poor astronaut. This so, poor guy. You know, jokingly, yeah. jokingly blamed this poor astronaut. Yeah, he's at home trying to acclimate to his gravity again, just getting all ac- accused. He says, I spent so many hours looking for that thing, he said during an ISS live stream. I'm sure the uh, delicate, or sorry, the de- what is that word? Oh. Desiccated, desiccated, duh, desiccated. Yeah. Tomato will show up at some point and vindicate me years in the future. He did not reveal where the tomato was found or what its condition was, but Rubio had earlier predicted it would be in a stale or state rather of advanced decay due to the humidity aboard the station. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the station was humid. I guess that makes sense. I didn't know that either, but I guess they do that because that that would be in the greenhouse. Oh right. So that would be in the you know the area where they're trying to grow stuff and and uh, yeah. If you brought some of that home, imagine how much money you could get for 
ISS grown food. You know it what I mean? It feels like uh, such an easy thing to um, to to fake to to promote falsely. Like you know, it's like the chips of the uh, the the Berlin Wall. Mm. Like people are selling those, you know, left and right, and you wonder, well, could this just be a chunk of concrete? Yeah, <laughs> came from the sidewalk in front of their house. Yeah. Um, it's like, and especially something that can decay, like, like vegetables. You'd have to encase that thing in resin and have like a NASA certificate. Even then, I don't know if I'd believe it. Right? Yeah, even then, you could still fake that pretty good. Yeah. I read. I just finished a book that, uh, well, a couple months ago, but it was a book about a guy whose dad was a serial killer, and because he was so shunned by society because his dad was so infamous, and everyone treated him like he was he was just as bad. He decided he was going to make money off his dad's killings. So what he would do is he would sell because the guy, the 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 killer is called the handyman because he was a guy that worked with tools a lot. And sure. so the son would go to like these garage sales and find old tools, rusty old uh-huh. tools, and then, and then sell them they as they were legit. Dad. Yeah, and he would make million or make <laughs> thousands on eBay with it, just oh, constantly geez. making money. Wow. And I don't know why that really stuck out to me. I went, I'll bet there's a lot more of that going on than people think. Yeah, they probably. Just fictional, fictional book, right? Oh, yeah, totally fictional. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But still, it felt, you know, felt real to me. It was real to me, damn it. <laughs> it's real to me. It's real to me. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back from this break, we'll have some time with Bobby, which, you know, we've missed him. He was gone a couple of weeks ago, so we had to, yeah. we had to do other stuff. Uh, but having him back Science marches treat. on, too. We can't, no, the world doesn't stop for, for Bobby. That's Science true. Science world doesn't stop. I heard earlier in the chat that he was maybe stuck at a post office. I hope he's away oh, from no. now. So we'll find out, I guess, the hard way. <laughs> we're going to get... We're going to get the science of stamps, apparently. Yeah. He we, claimed, we, he said in the chat, he says, I, I'm determined to be back for science. So excellent. we'll, we'll see. Right. Anyway, we'll see. Uh, come back and check that out with us and, and, and have your, your greatest fears realized. After Brian plays a song, <laughs> here to break things up. Brian, what did you think? Yeah, this is, uh, listen, friend of the show. We heard uh, from him earlier. He contributed information about the uh, the source of the name Second and Charles. It's uh, Shane Maddox. And uh, listen to him sing the song and twirl because he says, hello, Coverville, uh, cover indie master. It's uh, t- that time again to announce that my band Else has new music to share. Seven So Few is an EP that includes three new songs from our Milwaukee Madison-based hard rock band. I know you think I only like to sing sad songs, but hopefully be- you'll be okay with one of these. They're sad. No, I'm kidding. They're, they're, they're great. Uh, here's a blurb. <laughs> Uh, seven Seas, Seven Sins, Seven So Few. After completing their experimental acoustic album, Here Waiting, in late 2021, the band excitedly returned to their hard rock and progressive roots to begin working on their next project. Uh, you can find their music online. Go check it out at your your favorite streaming service. Um, big thanks to Shane for sending this in. Here is the song, More to See, from Seven So Few.
They wanted to be visited by a major member of the human race and to have an equivalent member of theirs visit us. Talk to the Pope, he knows everything. And we return. Tell me who that was. Well, we know who it was, but tell me why that song's cool. (laughs) It's cool because it's Shane Maddox and his band Else. That one from their brand new EP called Seven So Few. That is the song called More to See. You know, I love, so Claire's very anti-Pope. We knew that. Sure. Sure. But I love that that I can play a thing like this. Talk to the Pope. He knows everything. Just a random clip that doesn't actually claim. It's just, it's (laughs) obviously meant to be played ironically. And she's still has to like make a stance in the chat he knows f all she says right all right, right. Yeah. it's not we're not making the we're not making the statement claire all yeah right. it's no we're not promoting the pope we're just uh no just talking about the pope we're promoting the pope i don't know what we're doing. <laughs> all right we're gonna get uh uh bobby in yeah that's happening yeah, he's are. back he made yeah, it yeah we are yeah we'll see what he was up to at the at the post office in a minute we'll hold him to the fire <laughs> See what he Feet says. to the fire. Feet to the fire. There's still What's some... wrong one? Science! There it is. Bob is hungry, and the soup looks good. He's also, was anyway, stuck at the freaking place where you take your mail. Uh, why, what was that for? What's going on? Are you trying to get last minute gifts in the mail, that sort of thing? Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. And there was Christmas a huge cards. long line because everybody's doing the same thing. But sure. I just went to the I just went to the self no one goes to the self service kiosk yeah. for some reason. Mm. Yeah, the self service queue is where it's at. I'm with you hundred percent. I don't know if I've ever what do you how does that work? You just go and put stamps on things and shove them in a hole? I mean it's that yeah, simple. Yeah, you you walk up to the machine and it, you say I'm here to mail stuff. And that's it. <laughs> and um and then you follow all the prompts on the screen and it prints out the postage and you stick it on and put it in a hole in the wall and you're mm-hmm. good to go. That actually seems all right. I would do that. No problem. Uh, good. Well, uh, you made it. You got everything out. Uh, congratulations. Your holidays. It was close, are... actually, because I don't know. It was it was like a nightmare there. There were pe- people were yelling at each other. Oh, <laughs> no, really? Oh, geez. Yeah. Don't do that, people. So. We heard We heard a couple fighting in the mall yesterday. Uh, and that annoyed me because I'm just like, come on, dude, it's the holidays. But for the most part, people seem to be pretty cheery and nice to each other and lots of like, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step in your way. It's like, oh, no problem, we're all good. You know, like lots of nice interactions. But this one couple, dude, peck, 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 they look like they were going to go home and get divorced. And uh, <laughs> that never makes me happy. But look, if you're going to tell me there's a fight at a at a post office, I believe you. That's where they happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that place I mean, is bad. It started from one guy just... He was carrying boxes in a pile. It was like a cartoon. He was carrying boxes in a pile that was so tall he couldn't, like his face, see around he couldn't it. see in front of him. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> so then he uh, he ran into one of those metal benches on the side of the, like hit his shins and then oh. and then he, he blurted out a curse word and then someone was there next to him with a kid and got mad at him about that. And then oh. it was just, everybody started getting mad at each other. Wow. Did you feel like you were close to having to intervene or, you know, stand up for anything? Oh, I no. <laughs> you were going to get involved. Intervener, Scott. Yeah. Not, an intervener. not an intervener. <laughs> like not a vena. I'm not an intervener. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, it's good to have you here. We have not had our science thing for a while. You were in Bermuda or something. 
I was I was in the the Bahamas. Bahamas, sorry. Bahamas. You were in the Bahamas. One of the B words, and you were like, uh, I don't know what you were doing in the Bahamas. Uh, <laughs> it was a wedding. It was a wedding on a Disney cruise. It was uh, pretty cool. Oh, that is cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't sure why you were gone, but it was. It sounded like fun, and we missed you though, and we had no science. So what are we supposed to yeah, do without science? I had lots of science there, but um, I couldn't share it with you because I didn't pay for enough data. Oh well, <laughs> so. that'll happen on those ships. Also, yeah. I paid for enough data and it sucked ass. It was terrible. It's very expensive. Yeah, it's not Super great either. Slow, I, yeah. I did pay awful. for it one day to get some stuff and it was very expensive for even the one day and it was not what was advertised. Yeah, cruise data, <laughs> terrible, terrible investment, everybody. Don't do it. If you can, just wait till you get to ports. They have usually LTE or 5E or something if you have a decent yeah. network. And, you'll and be just fine. enjoy being unplugged. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Take it, as a, take it as a an adventure to be shared in the moment. Yeah, we just yeah. thought it would help us if when we split up on different parts of the boat that Kim could get me or I could get her easily. And it never worked right. Like Disney the, has this great uh, app that you share, you like you 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 can use it to link up with people on the ship if you have their like app each other's ID on the app and and you can text each other for free like it's a free service. So right, hmm. yeah, and there's no you know don't forget you're out in the middle of the ocean. There are no there are no cell towers in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, hmm. they use satellite internet. Yeah, and when and even that, ooh, it ain't it ain't that Elon Musk fancy stuff that I here is actually okay. Well, most, <laughs> most the big problem is you got thousands of people all trying to use the same like Yeah. Yeah, that's like being in a concert and thinking you're going to have good LTE at a concert. Oh god, yeah. yeah. You're not going to. Let me post this on Instagram. Instagram. Why isn't it connecting? <laughs> so are you telling me, Scott, that the cruise that you went on, they didn't have like a messaging app that you could use? They if they did, we were unaware of it. They may very well may have like as you were saying it, I went, "Oh, did we just forget to check or did we not ask the right questions?" It's maybe, entirely maybe. possible we did. It was our I asked because I'm going, "We already booked a cruise on the same ship that you two went on to the same oh. place. Oh, that's cool. Okay, I'm going to try. We're going to try to think of anything I may have left or altered that you could check. <laughs> Can you go what? to you state room you 8531? <laughs> you didn't take only your memories and leave only your footprints, Scott? No, I think I may have messed with something, and I've got to remember yeah. what, though, because there is something. Just, just, I have a You're going to end up to, in the whatever uh, state room he was in. There's no towel. Yeah. I do sometimes. I sometimes move stuff around <laughs> on purpose in public places to yeah. see if it, it changes next time I go there. Yeah. So I have to think about that. But that's cool, dude. That was a great ship. It was like brand. It was only two months old when we took the cruise. Oh, it was cool. really modern, super fancy, and uh, they did a great. It was great. It was really good. I, I could even I could even eat those French those desserts they had because they weren't full of sugar. They were like you know f- the way the French people do it. They don't sugar them up like we do. Mm. It was really good. Oh yeah. Anyway, well, it's good to have you here. Let's talk about some science. What did you What you bring in your big fat bag of science? Have you guys? So, have you guys ever been? Not have you ever been to a coffee shop? I'm sure you have. Um, <laughs> but when you're at the coffee shop, have you ever seen the barista before they put the beans in the grinder? They spritz it with some water first. No. Mm, have I you, Brian? Have you noticed that? Um, no, but I do when I do the french press i i wet the grounds before i run the water through and i wonder if that's what you're going to talk about mm. why we do that yeah why do um, you do that well it's specifically before you grind them so i don't before know why you grind them okay yeah you you wet the you spritz the beans before you grind them and uh especially useful when you're making espresso and i used to see people do that and i'd heard coffee nerds talk about doing that 
and um, I'm a big coffee fan as well, but I always thought, that sounds like a bunch of nonsense. My cynical science brain was like, that sounds like nonsense. Why would you, why would that matter? It's so little water too. Like some people will spritz it and other, other people will take like the end of a, of a teaspoon from your, you know, from your cabinet drawer and, and just let one drop of water fall into it and then stir it around. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I'm like, that sounds like, what are you doing? Um, right, and right. Uh, But it turns out some research was done and it actually does help to do that before you grind the coffee. It increases the yield of the grind oh, and it, in, it improves the flavor of the coffee afterwards. Mm. I do notice that when I grind the beans at home, God, it sounds like euphemism, yeah, that as soon as I pull the, I almost made, I almost made a spit take there with Bobby. Mm-hmm, was, mm-hmm. Um, that when I pull out the little plastic uh, drawer with all the grounds in it, like the static that's built up from grinding the beans usually sends a ton of of grounds just in the air and all over the countertop. <laughs> so like spritzing with water for that reason, and that reason alone sounds like a great, uh, so a great you, reason. you hit upon I- exactly the reason why, um, this technique is used by barista baristas. It's called, it's actually has a name. It's called the Ross droplet technique. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, I guess some dude named <laughs> Ross put one drop of water into his beans every time you ground them. Really? Um, okay. Wow. Yeah. So, and uh, and the research was done by it was a team up by a computational materials chemist named Christopher Hendon who teamed up with a volcanologist of all people, oh. um, a volcano scientist, um, <laughs> uh, Joseph Defect to to figure this out. And it's not as weird of a team up as you think, um, especially when you realize what you said, Brian, which is that this is all has to do with static electricity because volcanologists know very well that volcano eruptions with the giant plumes of smoke um they're made up of tiny little particles that generate tons of static electricity and that's really? why yeah that's why you will often see um lightning storms uh oh. in the plumes of a volcano that's erupting uh, i didn't know that that's i always wondered really that because cool. you see pictures of that all the time and i'm like is this yeah. just insult to injury like ancients would have seen it as god's <laughs> wrath or whatever <laughs> exactly like Man. hey sorry about the volcano and here's some lightning. Yeah, that's intense. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Claire's asking, can you actually taste the difference? I said it improves the flavor of the coffee. Um, I'm going to get there, and yes, you can. They 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 uh, they tested it out, and there's a there's a good reason why. So let me explain. So the static electricity for the coffee grinding. The reason, um, well, Hendon, the the material scientist, he wanted to investigate how static electricity plays a role in the final product of coffee grinding. Had a suspicion that this might have something to do with it. Um, coffee aficionados and fans and everything who grind their own coffee have been saying for a long time that adding a little bit of water reduces the static. And that's why they did it is because um, uh, you can see all these videos of people who will spritz their beans before they put it through the coffee grinder um, there's a noticeable – if you don't do that, you end up with, like, tons of coffee gr- grounds stuck to the side of the grinder. Yes, yes. And so they always said, well, if you're going to – these people, super fans of coffee, they would say, well, you actually lose a, a, a part of – a couple tenths of an ounce of the coffee from that. Oh, and sure. you're trying to measure out your coffee beans for, like, a perfect cup, you know. And so they would say, well, you, if you do this, you get – almost all of the coffee grounds out very easily it doesn't stick and so they people had noticed that 
and they wanted to investigate. And so they, uh, there's plausibility to it, first of all. One of the reasons why this works is that, uh, well, espresso in particular requires a very fine grind, right? Mm, mm. You have to grind those coffee beans up into almost a powder. Yeah. And, uh, and what happens is the fine grinding of the beans creates a ton of static electricity. It's called the triboelectric effect. Um, and it's, uh, it's, this, it's the parallel where vol- volcanoes comes in because it's the same thing going on in plumes of ash, as I explained. The tiny particles of coffee, they all bump into each other in the grinder. They're being ground up and, and bumping into each other very, very fast. And it creates, as they're bumping into each other, they exchange electrons, which is how static electricity is formed. Like when you you know, you know, rub a balloon on your head, which it, it's actually exchanging electrons with your hair, and that's how it forms static electricity. There's a charge buildup in the balloon and in your, in your hair afterwards because of that exchange. Um, so the same thing happens in a grinder. And all these particles of coffee now are electrically charged, and a bunch of the negatively charged ones will clump together and a bunch of the positively charged ones will clump together and create these dense um it's a it's it's just all these different clumps that are clumping together and it's not a very evenly distributed density of the grounds Mm. right and so when you push water through it it doesn't go through evenly and there might actually be chunks of it because they're clumped together that don't get very much water through it at all um, and so the the distribution's not as as even. And then also smooth, you can see obviously yeah. why the the clinging would happen on the side of the thing because they're all totally statically does. charged. Yeah, because right? same thing, right? Like I pull it open, the the grounds fly out, the statically charged ones, but the other ones that stick to the side, then I have to get something out to brush those out. And guess what? It sticks to whatever I used yeah, to brush those exactly. out. So yeah, totally using this technique. Don't know don't know why I didn't think of it before, but that's brilliant. So yeah, you ask- use a little. There's two ways to do it. If you have a little spray bottle, like a, one of those tiny ones. Yeah, um, like a little atomizer. Yeah, little, yeah you can do just little. one spritz. It doesn't take much at all. Literally, those people who use a drop of water, that works too. And it just increases the humidity inside the grinder. And the reason that's helpful is because um, the moisture in the air, the water droplets from the humidity in the grinder actually absorb some of those electrons and help to redistribute them evenly inside the environment and so static electricity doesn't have as much of a chance to build up okay Um, well here's a question for you if somebody has an industrial size uh professional grinder and they're outside okay they're doing this in their backyard and it's a big one it's the kind you use in a big kitchen yeah i don't know for like a commercial use and you're out there doing it in the open air and you're not adding and you're in a dry climate you're here and let's say you're in utah or colorado Mm -hmm. and you're not adding any of this water to it. Do you run the risk of a lightning strike hitting you in the way that the volcan- volcano <laughs> thing did? Many a, many a barista in training have died that way. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, that's how you learn. <laughs> that's yeah, how you learn. Exactly. But that wouldn't yeah. do that, right? We're not talking about those levels. Of- you probably get the static shock, though, potentially. Maybe. That's true. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe yeah. not. I don't know, because it's the individual grounds that are being oh, charged. Sure. Right? That's it's right. Maybe not, not the you. machine itself. Yeah. Because oh, okay. yeah. Right. Yeah. in my head, I'm just I'm picturing these electrified little beans they're not even in ground form yet, right? They're just going and hurry up and get water on those things. But it sounds like it's not nearly that risky. It's probably just no. Yeah. I don't think so. No. I think you're safe. You might have some stuff fly out in the kitchen. 
You might have a little cleanup to do or whatever. Yeah, just wear some goggles in case the beans fly out. <laughs> Isn't it funny, though? We have so many things as humans where we'll do a thing because, like, they've probably been doing this for centuries, right? Right. Um, because it, for whatever reason, got passed down that, yes, this is the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. However you describe the reasons, maybe they're different than the scientific ones you brought today. But we do right. these things in these traditions and they end up having this scientific basis mm. to them. And we didn't even mm. know we were adhering right. to People some... started doing it because it worked without knowing the science right. behind why it worked. And yeah. so they just started doing it. And then they figured out, oh, here's why it works and here's why it helps. Yeah, I love That's that. That's some of my favorite science to to read about and to talk about on our show and everything is is things that we've taken for granted but have never been experimentally shown. And that's what is going on here. So going back to what was mentioned earlier about the flavor, uh, the reason that they show that it can improve the flavors because, and consistency of flavor, by the way, that's the, that's one of the big things is consistent flavor um, is that uh, when the grounds go through it, some of it, it clumps up and it doesn't evenly distribute through all through the puck. They call it the puck of, of uh, grounds. Mm. And so a lot of the, there are like 2000 different chemical compounds in a cup of coffee and they're all coming from the, those ground up beans. And if you're not evenly pushing the water through it, you're not necessarily getting them all or in even distribution. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's what they, are saying could be used that they noticed some other things as well as a result um, of their experimentation. They noticed that light roasted beans were less likely had a less of a static charge than dark roasted beans. Um, and that makes sense. If you think about it, dark roast, the reason a dark roast is a dark roast is because it's been roasted for longer. They're the same beans or they can be the same beans. They've just been roasted for longer. And so they're drier. Um, a light roasted bean has already some, some small amount of moisture in the bean itself. Uh, so, uh, it would, you'd notice less of this static problem with those types of beans. And, um, and yeah, so, um, they were, they're the, one of the ways they try to sell this, uh, to, to in this, this research, you know, you always have to justify your research if you want to get funding, um, <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> is that, um, the industry, the industry, the, the like coffee association industry, I don't know what they're called, but they have an, a standard for making, uh, espresso, but, and it's like these narrow ranges of temperatures and a certain pressure that the water is supposed to get pushed through the grounds and everything. But a lot of uh, baristas and a lot of different coffee places, they don't follow this. There's no, there's not like a coffee police that requires you to use these standards. Um, so a lot of places don't follow the standards. And they're saying that this kind of lends credence to the idea that these standards actually matter. And there are measurable ways that um, setting standards uh, for for making this can actually create a consistent from place to place and from from coffee shop to coffee shop, you can get a consistent brew if if because they're figuring out the science of why these different techniques work. You know? Do you know? Do we have an answer as to why Starbucks burns all their shit? Why do they burn their beans? <laughs> what's that about? There's just too hot water. I think is that what's it? going yeah. on? Is that what it is? Their all water's right. just too hot. Their electrons are out of control over there. Get your shit together. Stupid place. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. This is a, I, I love this kind of crap. I love yeah. everyday science, you know, 
Like yeah. something, why Why does that thing do the thing it does right over there? I don't know. Let's fig- figure it out. That's that's way fun. Uh, so having you here and talking about this stuff is always good. Tell me what you're talking about on your show right now, All Around Science. Well, the episode that we just released today was, uh, I was nervous about doing it because I've avoided this topic for a long time because it's really complicated, but I think we did an all right job with it. And that is we we dived into some recent news from IBM about quantum computing. Yeah. Mm. And uh, and some and some chips that they've been working on and and some advances that they're making and the reason we decided to do it is because quantum computing is not just like uh, you know uh, a sideshow fun thing to watch companies do like quantum computing is a big deal and it's going to affect everyone listening to this because it's go it has the potential to break all of uh of of uh what do you call it the uh encryption that the internet uses um data encryption um, quantum computing possibly within the next 10 years will will make modern data encryption obsolete damn really they better and, um, get on to what we next. have to figure out how yeah. to do it and i talk about on that episode how that what quantum computing does and how it's going to make how it's going to break encryption interesting um, I've been following some stuff on quantum computing, but not for this. I didn't, this hasn't come up in any of the stuff I've been reading. Um, So I didn't realize that was a thing, but I have been reading about how I'm trying to understand why all quantum computers, the ones they show you a photo of, they all look like Andy Warhol chandeliers from the seventies. I cannot figure out why they look the way they look. They literally are yeah, like yeah. in a room hanging a bunch of gold and copper shit. It's usually very symmetrical and rounded and like something out of that devs show, which I guess was a quantum computer in the dev show. Um, yeah. That's what they were trying to portray. And they all look yep. like that for real. And I still don't understand why. Why isn't it some beige case somewhere? Why is well, it this weird you, thing? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, they have no reason to cover it, first of all, because it's just they're working on them in labs. Like, of course, they yeah, they don't need the but, retail uh, cover for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'll give you the the quick teaser, and then if you want to know more, you can go listen to the episode, which is a regular bit on the computer you're using right now is just a switch that's on or off, right? It's electricity is flowing through it, or it's not, right? Right. right. That's the zero and the one. Well, the zero and a one in a co- quantum computer is is the spin up or down of an individual electron. So they need very advanced machinery that is made out of very specific materials and held at very specific low temperatures in order to control an individual electron. Um, so that's why. Okay. That makes sense. Like that. All right. They just are, you know, I can't wait till they get to the point where they don't look so weird because they look like, they look <laughs> fake. They look like 2001 space odyssey set. Dressing. Yeah. It's just, yeah. they're just funky. <sighs> Uh, but anyway, uh, check that out. All Around Science, wherever you get your podcasts. Bobby, this has been a real pleasure. And I hope Very your, cool. you know, Thanks. I hope your Christmas season is just full of miracles, you know? Yeah. Me too. Full of science, too. Yeah. Full scientific science miracles. miracles. Yeah. Go break yeah. some science and we'll talk to you next time. All right. Brian, <laughs> we're back to- I wanted to explain mistletoe. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? We Why? Were, we were at an Ikea and they had barrels of mistletoe. Barrels oh, of- Oh, Really? Yeah, really. Our local one over here. I think you've been to this one. In fact, uh, I have. Yeah, and they I have. think that might have been the first one I ever went to. It's the one where uh, Fletcher and I <laughs> played around with some of the giant snakes. Oh, that's right. There's photos of this yeah. somewhere. There's photos somewhere from the first uh, one of the first uh, Nertaculars where. Yeah. 
Tibbets and the Fletchers went to Ikea. Was it that you guys didn't have one yet or something? There was something yeah, like we that. hadn't had one in Colorado. We didn't get ours in Colorado until 10 years ago, 15 years ago. It seems something. impossible that Utah got something first. We never do. Right, right. All right, well, I'll take my wins when I can get them. Uh, that's going to do it uh, today. Now, after the show, when things just wrap up and there's a song and you know how things go mm-hmm. here at the end of the mm-hmm. show, you're going to hear a special promo sent over to us by our pal, Stephen. It's major spoiler, Stephen Schleicher. Um, he's cooking up a brand new show that's about to launch. Uh, and I think you guys are going to enjoy this. So check it out. It's about seven yeah. minutes long, seven, seven and a half minutes, something like that. And I will play it uh, for those at home listening right after uh, our song today. So listen for that and check that out. And while you're at it, sign up on our Patreon at patreon.com slash TMS today and get all the cool stuff. All right, all the cool kids are doing it. So get in there and take some peer pressure from us and join us on our Be Patreon. Be like the cool kids. That's right. Exactly. Patreon.com slash TMS is the place to do it. Uh, Brian, let's do a song. Oh, good luck on your dental appointment today. I hope nothing's got Thanks. holes in it or nothing. You know. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, let's hope nothing's got holes in it. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it should be fine. It's a regular cleaning. And uh, listen, folks, as long as you go to your regular cleanings and you take care of your teeth in between times and uh, uh, all that, then your cleanings will be fine, quick, and pleasant. And I'll be able to listen to uh, Dana Carvey and uh, David Spade talk over Steve Martin and Martin Short during that. Uh, oh cleaning. wow, that's a room full of talkers too. Holy crap! It is, especially Martin Short. Like, who is going to be talking the most in that episode? Yeah, my guess is my guess is. Uh, oh gosh, I don't know who will talk. You know what? Probably him. Probably Martin Short. He's going to talk. The probably most. Martin Short. Yeah. yeah. By the way, when I was uh, doing stand up in Canada. <laughs> Well, anyway. All right, let's do All a right. song. What do you got? Uh, MSG wrote in and said, please stop putting me in Chinese food. No, MSG wrote in and said, hello, Spanks and Bottoms. On TMS 2535, you discussed Eddie Murphy's Party All the Time, which reminded me of this amazing cover by Thank You, Scientist. Hey, it's what we could call uh, our segment with Bobby. Thank you, Scientist. Mm. So I figured I should share it with the rest of the community. And if you remember the original music video, I highly recommend checking out the video for the cover. Love msg nice we love hearing from madison square garden it always makes my day mm-hmm. uh from the uh, single that they released in 2019 here is thank you scientist and party all the time
Do you remember the first comic book you read? I, I really can't because comic books have been around me for as long as I can remember. When I was a young kid, five or six, I remember reading collected editions of Peanuts and Dennis the Menace, these newspaper comics that my grandparents never threw away from when my mother and her brothers and sisters were kids. They were fun at the time, and they kept me entertained, and for some reason they always smelled like peanut butter. The collected books, not my grandparents. During the summer, my father would load the family up in the pickup truck with a camper shell, and we would take trips to the Grand Canyon, Yellowstone National Park, Frontier Days, family reunions. To keep my sister and I from killing each other in the back of the truck during these long treks, my mother would buy these three packs of comics at the local town and country. And if I'd done all of my other reading, you know, Huckleberry Finn, Little Women, The Hobbit, then I could read Star Wars comics, issues seven and eight of the original Marvel series, or maybe a Bugs Bunny comic or Andy Panda. When my grandparents came back from a trip to Germany, they brought me a German-language copy of Asterix and Cleopatra. And though I didn't understand a word that was written on the inside, the pictures kept me entertained for literally a decade until I found the English translation. When I was the ripe old age of 11, and you know how ripe 11-year-olds can be, I was on another of the famous Schleicher family vacations, and while stopped at a gas station, I somehow convinced my father to spend an entire dollar on World's Finest number 271. Why did I have to have this comic? It was 52 pages, so it was like reading a book, really, and it promised to reveal the secret origin of how Batman and Superman became a crime-fighting team. Little did I know it would be nothing but excerpts from every Batman-Superman origin story from the last 30 years, cobbled around a weird plot about an android who thought he was a man and was hell-bent on destroying Superman. It did introduce me to the concept of the multiverse, which at the time left my head scratching, but I ended up wanting much more. For those who need the maths done for them, that $1 comic in 1981 would be the same as having a cover price of $3.26 today. That was also about the time I discovered Mad Magazine. Again, thanks to my grandparents who kept my uncle's collection before he went and joined the Navy. I was occasionally able to get my mother to shell out a whole 90 cents for the Raiders of the Lost Ark issue or Popeye or whatever else Mad was parodying that month. Mad Magazine was fairly easy to access as it could be found at the local Alco or the grocery store. These were lower-shelf items, an area of the newsstand that kids could easily access, as opposed to a high-shelf item where Heavy Metal and Savage Sword of Conan and Vampirilla would reside. <laughs> if you ever got up on your tiptoes to snag a copy of one of those, Mr. Peak, the owner of Peak's grocery store in my small Kansas hometown, would yell at you for even thinking of reading black-and-white magazines that were aimed at adults. My friend Tim had a gold-key trade paperback collection of Star Trek comics, now, this tome was passed back and forth between us until he went to high school and his sister got a hold of it, and I never saw it again. And that was about the same time that I got into reading pulp books, specifically The Adventures of Doc Savage. I picked up a first printing of the Bantam reprints at the Kansas State Fair one year, and the next year, DC Comics released Doc Savage No. 1 by Denny O'Neill and Adam Kubert. Since Doc Savage was a monthly comic... I knew I had to find out where I could get more of Doc's adventures. In hindsight, 
that series turned out pretty bad. And it started a decade-long promise of great Doc Savage comics that would ultimately try to bring the character to modern day and fail miserably. And now, in my defense, I didn't know where the series was headed, but it did lead me to finding comic shops in my area. I had a driver's license and an old 1976 Ford F-150, which was in pretty bad shape after all the family vacations, but it steered pretty good and the brakes worked, mostly. In and around 1984, there were four comic shops in Topeka, Kansas, three in Lawrence, and one I could easily get to at the Metcalf Mall in the suburbs of Kansas City. Not a single one of those comic shops exists anymore, and the Metcalf Mall was bulldozed and turned into a Lowe's about a decade ago. We'll come back to that later. Anyway, I would save up my lawn mowing money and odd job payments, and once a month or so, I would make a big loop between all of those stores with my friend Mike looking to find more comics. 1987 was a great year for me to really discover comics, as DC Comics had just finished Crisis on Infinite Earths, which at the time totally wiped away all of the events of World's Finest 271 and promised to fix DC continuity once and for all. John Byrne had just relaunched Superman, Robin was about to die at the hands of the Joker, don't worry, he got better, and Wonder Woman was about to get a defining look thanks to George Perez. Each time I would visit the comic book shop, I was always finding something new from DC Comics. Adventures of Superman, Captain Adam, Doctor Fate, Justice League International, The Question, Wally West as The Flash, and so many more comics lined the shelves. In 1987 alone, DC Comics would launch 32 new titles and miniseries, a virtual explosion of comics. But what if I were to tell you there was a time when DC Comics had even bigger plans? When the comics were going to get supersized? That DC planned to launch 52 titles in one year? That that $1.52 page World's Finest comic wasn't supposed to be the exception to what comics would be, but rather it was supposed to be the norm. And what if I told you that grand plan came crashing down? That Detective Comics, one of the publisher's top three books, was on the chopping block. That word around the spinner rack was, this was the end of DC Comics. I'm Steven Schleicher, and I want you to come with me on a journey through this tumultuous time and how history repeats itself again and again as we explore the DC implosion. Get more at frogpants.com. Directions are on the heavy duty package. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit botoxcosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.